It is good to be back to where people speak American. Um, when you start understanding the Russian language and start picking up on what they're saying and stuff like that, it is time to come home. And it was starting to happen. I'm not sure if it was just fatigue or if I was actually starting to grasp it. I pray that it was fatigue because it is a, a crazy language with some bizarre letters. They said, well, it's a lot like Greek. No, it ain't. <laughs> it ain't nothing like Greek. Um, so, uh, but it is good to be back. People have asked me, um, how was the trip? I can say that it was probably one of my most profitable trips uh, that I've ever had. Um, for n numerous reasons. One, it was my fifth trip. Uh, everybody uh, is uh, kind of used to me. Um, I think that and what I was teaching on was 1 Corinthians. Um, and I think that um, that deals with practical problems in the church. And the church in Russia has the same problems uh, that we have here in America. Um, but, um, you know, and Corinthians basically covers a lot of the same things that you and I have to struggle with. Uh, so it, it, it was a good, very, very good trip. I ran into a young lady who had come to repentance in the first of the year that I'd shared the gospel with last fall when I was there. Uh, she is uh, hungry for the word, so hungry. We were, I was down at the university, uh, which is in downtown Orel, and then on the north side of town is Transfiguration Church. And she asked if um, she could escort me back and if we could walk from the university to Transfiguration Church. Uh, and I said, uh, yeah. And uh, I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, uh, it's a, probably about uh, 10 miles. And in the course of the 10-mile walk, I covered Genesis to Revelations, why they were written, who wrote them, and why we need to study them. So, uh, and she was just, um, the proverbial sponge. Um, so that was kind of cool. I will tell you that there was a Wednesday night service in Zvimka. We help Alexander, a.k.a. Sasha. Uh, I found out why Alexander and Sasha uh, are the same. It's just a change of one letter moves Alexander to Sasha in the Russian alphabet. And that's why they call him Sasha. It's sort of like a Robert to Bob. Um, but we changed a whole bunch of letters to get that done. Um, for them to go from Alexander to Sasha is one letter, and you get Sasha, and I'm sitting there going, and you're telling me your language is easy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I went to Zeminska. Uh, we start partnered with this church uh, six and a half years ago. Uh, they had a house, a widow uh, left the church, the house. She had gone on to glory because she'd come to repentance. This is the church where I've shared with you the guy would stop at the city sign and pray for the souls in that town. This is the same church. Um, now they've got a house of prayer. Uh, they've added a whole second floor to it that they can put about 120 people and they're counting on God to add the increase and they're ready. Uh, I went there on a Wednesday night to preach. Uh, I preached Hebrews chapter 12, the first four verses. Uh, that's the text that basically uh, do not grow weary, do not grow faint of heart, uh, do not be entangled uh, and persevere and run 
uh, fixing your eyes on Christ. And I taught for about an hour. And in Russia, when you teach, when you're done preaching, then you say pray. In Russia, uh, it is a sin to pray sitting. Uh, You either pray on your knees or you pray standing. Because they believe you're going into the throne room of God and reverence is due and sitting on your keister is not reverence due to God. So when you're done with your message, you say, let us pray. The whole congregation, there was about 25 or 30 on a Wednesday night. Uh, they stood up and began praying. And uh, when there was a small lapse, I concluded the prayer and um, then was going to shift into what I call meet and greet. Uh, where you, they, you shake hands and, and stuff like this. And uh, they said, would you be willing to answer a few questions? And I said, well, yeah, sure. Uh, and I thought that, you know, maybe there was something I wasn't quite. I'd used a Corvette illustration, which does not work in Russia. They have no idea what a Corvette is. Uh, so I made a note of that. No more car jokes. Um, but anyway, um, they, I thought that, you know, perhaps there was something I wasn't clear on, uh, on the perseverance of the saints. And, uh, first question was, what is your understanding of Psalm one verses one and two? Well, I thought I taught Hebrews, <laughs> but anyway, so I went over there and, and shared with them what it meant to be in the seat of the scoffer and the way of the wicked and all the rest of it in light of Psalms being a book of praise. Next hand went up. Who did Cain marry? Why should we pray for lost people if God sovereignly chooses? And it went on and on and on for four hours on a Wednesday night. And... uh when I got back to my room about one o'clock in the morning. I said, uh, remind me not to say I'm taking questions. I thought we were going to have questions on the text I taught. I had questions on the second coming, uh, whether the church, or do I believe in the rapture? Uh, what did Jesus mean in the parable of the four soils? And, uh, and it went on and on and on and on and on. Uh, and and it was just amazing. It was wonderful. Um, but uh, um, that is definitely uh, lacking in America today. Uh, I had an opportunity to teach um, and speak at the university again. Uh, I'm becoming uh, quite the issue there. Um, I, I had uh, I have two Zena. And her sort of boyfriend, Sergei, uh, were wanting to know the difference between a Baptist and a Russian Orthodox. And I cleared that up, I think. And uh, Zena, I had spoken with in the fall and told her to read the New Testament. If you have any questions, email me, I'll answer them. And so she came up to me sheepishly and said, I have not read the New Testament. I've just not had time. And I said, okay. And she said, well, is that bad? And I said, I just challenged you to read it. She says, but I did do this. And I said, what is that? She says, I went and asked the Orthodox priest how you get to heaven. And I said, then what did he say? 
And he, she says, well, as long as I don't murder anyone, I should be fine. And I said, well, I, I kind of like the sound of that myself. I said, that leaves a whole lot of avenues. And she got a look on her face. And she says, that doesn't sound right. And I said, no, it doesn't sound right, does it? But thank you for asking the priest. I said, and then I'll go back to what I stated. And she says, what's that? I said, read the New Testament. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Uh, her her uh, boyfriend, associate or whatever, was completely befuddled that I was so confident that I was going to heaven. They had no, that just did not register to them. How can you be that confident? So I just said, and, and I basically um, gave him 1 Corinthians 15, the resurrection. Because he was raised from the dead, I will be raised from the dead. I have no worries. I'm living proof. The church is living proof. The scriptures validated. Eyewitnesses validated. And let's go on and on and on. And that messes with them. I like doing that. I like messing with college kids. Because college kids think that they've almost got a grasp on getting it figured out. And then I come strolling through and says, really? <laughs> Let me explain it to you. Or ask him a question. So anyway, uh, that's why I say it was a very, very good. Um, those of you may have remembered two trips ago when the gentleman uh, threw the book at me uh, saying that he had always sought Christ. And I just told him, well, mark that out of your Bibles because it's obvious it doesn't apply to you, uh, which he understood the implications of what I was saying. Um is going through some very difficult stuff in his church and to deal with first Corinthians. Uh, and I, and, and, and I, and I told him cause he, you know, I said, listen, I ain't here to make this easy. I'm here to give you truth. And you know what? Most of the times in my life, God's truth is about as inconvenient as anything I've ever gotten a hold of, but it still don't make it less true. I mean, it may hurt me, it may seem completely insane to me. It may seem discouraging to me, disheartening to me, and it, but it doesn't make it less true. And, and you may not even want to deal it out, but it still don't make it less true. Because we, we want to we help people, but sometimes to help people, we have to expose them who God is and let me tell you something anytime you do that it will be painful it will be painful so